love one another, forgive, judge not, fear not. It's all such great advice with beautiful outcomes, but none of those principles is a one-step process. So let's talk specifics, the messy step-by-step. Welcome to, but how though, in a bunch of other spiritual conundrums. Welcome back to But How Though and a bunch of other spiritual conundrums. In the last few weeks, we've been talking about some pretty deep stuff with forgiveness and relationships. And I feel like Team Universe has really been helping me with some of these principles because I've needed help in understanding them a little deeper. So I want to talk about one of the big ones for me, which is repentance. Repentance has a very specific connotation to me. And I think in Christianity in general, because when we use the word repentance, we're generally referring to a need to fix a mistake. We or someone else has done something wrong and we or that person need to fix it, thus restoring us to the state of being acceptable once again. It's a very transactional thing, like do wrong and then repentance is what you do to fix it. And I think that is why I misunderstood the concept of forgiveness, because forgiveness seemed to be what you get when the wrong is fixed. So it's a gift I've got to give the person who did the harm after they fix it or repent of doing the wrong. But if they don't ever repent or acknowledge that they did the wrong, then how can I give that gift, right? That was where my whole hang up was. And I feel like Team Universe is explaining a much simpler and much more comprehensive definition of both concepts, of both forgiveness and repentance. So in Mark 2, Jesus is having dinner at Matthew's house, although he's referred to as Levi, the son of Alphaeus. He was a tax collector. So the Jews already thought of him as a traitor because not only was he a traitor to his nation because he was collecting taxes for the Romans, but he was also a traitor to his God because in their minds, the Jewish people were the chosen people of God. So Matthew's choice of vocation to collect their taxes was not only distasteful, it was actually morally wrong. So then the people attending the dinner that night were described as publicans and sinners. And the Pharisees or the holy teachers in that culture were super careful about who they associated with. Even conversing with a quote sinner, except to teach or call them to repentance was seen as something they should not do. It was beneath them. It might get them dirty like the sinner. Okay. So some Pharisees must have shown up at that house party that night because they ask Matthew, why does your master dine with these gross people? If he's really a teacher like us, why is he okay with being seen with these yahoos, hanging out with them as equals? <laughs> to our 2021 ears, we can hear the elitism in that and we are very turned off by it. But the truth is we do this also to a degree. And we'll come back to that a little bit later. But Jesus here gives the best analogy for repentance because he compared their understanding of it, which is fixing a mistake to what it really is, which is healing a wound. So in verse 17, it says, when Jesus heard it, when they said, why is he dining with sinners? So Jesus heard that question and he saith unto them, they that are whole have no need of the physician, but they that are sick I came not to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. Okay, so because of the connotations in our language that we have with the words righteous and 
repentance, we look at this as patient equals sinner in this verse. A sinner is an unrighteous person or an unclean person. Therefore, illness in this situation equals mistake. But that is not a comprehensive enough idea about wholeness. Last month, I was talking to someone very dear to me, and we were talking about forgiveness. She said one thing that really helped her toward forgiveness was that she didn't want to feel bad anymore. Bad meaning hurt, angry, upset, all that negative stuff she was carrying around, she didn't want it anymore. She wanted to feel love. But how though? Right? Because we do feel anger. We do feel pain. We do feel shame. We do feel resentment. We do. We don't always walk around just feeling love and peace and harmony. We don't always feel whole and well. And what Jesus is saying here is when we don't feel whole and well, that is when we need a physician to help us get back to wholeness. Team Universe's default is love. It's acceptance. It's wholeness. The universe literally exists to support life. Team Universe seeks the benefit and progress of every creature within the universe. That means our default setting as babies born to this universe, our default setting comes from love. So anything that takes us from that default setting is breaking the natural law of love. And to be whole again, we got to get back to that loving state. Jesus laid it out pretty clearly when that one guy asked him, what's the what's the first great commandment or what's the greatest commandment? And he said, the first great commandment is love God. And the second is like unto it, love others and love yourself. Love, love, love. That is wholeness. Interestingly, in most languages, the word for repent translates literally to return or come back. In Greek, there's a couple of words, and I don't really know how to pronounce them very well. They are translated literally as a change of heart, a change of mind, and a change of purpose after or as a result of knowledge, which is so beautiful. So beautiful. Repentance is the change of heart that comes after we receive knowledge. And in Hebrew, there are a few words for repent, but one of the common words used means return, but it means return to God. So if team universe is love, then we're talking about returning to love. And when we do it willingly and intentionally, that is changing our heart, changing our mind, and changing our purpose as a result of knowledge. That's wholeness. So if you go back to the physician situation, you need a physician where there is a healing that needs to take place and the physician can direct, guide, assist, and navigate the entire healing process. It's also really interesting to note that when Jesus talked about repentance here, he used a physician-patient analogy. Patients are not generally compared to idiots like sinners are, right? Sinners are compared to idiots because they've done something they know they shouldn't have done. But patients typically are not viewed in that way. So Jesus is destigmatizing the idea of repentance with one powerful comparison. It is not always the patient's fault. Not all injuries and afflictions are caused by us, but all these injuries and afflictions do separate us or take us away 
from wholeness. And if repentance is just simply returning, if it's simply just coming back to wholeness, then all of our work in coming back to wholeness falls under that umbrella, which makes way more sense in how we deal with our own sins and each other's sins, if we look at it that way. Because calling people to repentance, for example, if it's in the context of telling someone their sins and what they got to do to fix themselves in order to be considered clean again, that's like the least effective method for preaching the gospel on the planet. Nobody likes that. Nobody even really listens really deeply to that. But calling people back to wholeness, that's much different because it sounds more like this. Oh, you've got trauma in your life. There are resources to heal from that. Oh, you're dealing with some anger, some fear or mistrust. Okay. There are ways to get back from that. Okay. You've got pain or you've been victimized or you are dealing with some unhealthy behaviors. Okay. There are ways to get through that. Here's how we heal from this type of broken bone this type of broken relationship, this type of broken heart, it's all healable. And if we apply this definition to the state of our own hearts, it all becomes very simple. I'm a patient that needs healing and I can examine things in my life that maybe need some coming back. How about my relationships? Are there relationships in which I feel anything less than love? Okay, so take the first two commandments, which if we're honest about those first two commandments, if we're keeping those two, we literally couldn't break any of the others. But let's take that and we examine our relationship with Team Universe. Do I feel loving toward Team Universe? Do I feel love from them? Why or why not? Okay, so if the answer is no, I feel anger. I feel anger toward Team Universe. My baby died and Team Universe could have saved her, but they didn't. And honestly, it wouldn't matter to me if they explained why, because there is literally no acceptable explanation for that kind of injustice. So we got to look at that. That's a wound. We got to dig deep. Why does this wound hurt? Uh, because I love my child and I lost my child. So I'm in pain. Okay, so the anger is in fact flagging pain. Great. We're getting somewhere. So for Team Universe to take your pain at this point, it would mean taking the love you have because you're feeling pain because you love. Do you want to stop loving the child? Uh, no, of course not. <laughs> of course not. But I could have loved my kid while having my kid with me. Okay, I didn't have to lose my kid, but they didn't save her. So I feel betrayed. Okay. Now we get a more specific type of pain. Or maybe you feel neglected. Like you're, you're, you've been praying and you're not getting answers from Team Universe. So you feel like they're neglecting you and you don't even know if they're there then. So you're getting more and more specific the more questions that you ask and the, the deeper that you dig. And maybe you feel that Team Universe is not doing a job that they were supposed to do. So now we have to ask ourselves, what do I believe Team Universe's job is? Am I getting their job description wrong? Are they supposed to prevent all painful situations? Ugh, I hate this question because it's really, really hard. The answer is, of course, no. They are not supposed to prevent all painful situations. So then am I using my relationship with Team Universe for something other than love and growth? Yeah. I am using my relationship with Team Universe to avoid pain. 
And when I didn't avoid pain, I want to blame them for it because I was using the relationship to try not to feel pain. Does that make sense now when you dig a little deeper and you get more and more specific about what is driving these feelings, what is taking us away from the default setting of love? Because there it is. The pain is real because love is real. So now we get to look at that pain. We no longer have to carry in this situation the anger for Team Universe for thinking they should have protected us from the pain because we know that's not their job. So now we have the opportunity to approach them differently. We can ask Team Universe to be with us in our pain. We can ask Team Universe to please show us where they are because we're having trouble seeing them to help us see them and help guide us through this pain so that we can use the relationship with them for what the relationship was intended for. And boom, we are back to wholeness. We're not without pain because the relationship isn't for pain avoidance, but we are back to wholeness with that relationship because the love and connection was restored. Okay, so let's apply this to a relationship with fellow man, that which is deeply intertwined with our relationships with ourselves, by the way. Let's take a situation where we might be the culprit, such as when we are judging or criticizing others. What is the emotional payout for me in pointing out someone else's flaws? We got to dig deep here. When I criticized this person, I felt smart by insinuating that they had done something dumb. I felt superior. Ugh. Okay. So why did I like feeling superior? Maybe it's because I fear feeling inferior and feeling superior is a defense that I use subconsciously to keep me away from feeling inferior. So you have to look at that. Am I inferior? No. So why then would I feel inferior? I wouldn't because they're idiots. (laughs) And now we're back to criticizing. It's a defense mechanism. And sometimes our defenses are very strong. So we have to be super honest with ourselves when we're asking, when we're examining our hearts in this way, we have to be super honest with ourselves because our defenses will kick in. So is this person in fact an idiot? No, no. If we're really honest, we know all human beings are basically doing the best they can with the information and energy they have right in that moment. Okay, so what is it? We got to go deeper. Why do I feel the need to attack their situation? Well, maybe it validates that I'm doing well in my situation if I feel they're doing poorly in theirs. Okay, is that the truth though? Okay, no, that's not true. I'm not doing any better if someone's doing worse. (laughs) It didn't actually change anything that I'm doing. And also, why did I want that kind of validation? Oh, I got to look at the fact that external validation is where I personally feel proof of my value. So I feel like I'm doing good if I comparatively look like I'm doing better than someone else. But what I'm looking for is an external cue of how I'm doing. So now I know I got to look at why I don't have an internal source for feeling my value. Because if I did have an internal source for knowing my own value, then I wouldn't need an external source. So now I have a place to start. It's like a self-evaluation. It might require a little more than just a question of why are they an idiot or why am I mad? Oh, because they made me mad. It might take a lot more questions. It might take prayer. It might take work. It might take study, Googling some actual terms, research. It might take professional help. Examinations of our hearts is really hard, but our feelings... They are so helpful. They give us the flags. They tell us where to look. 
I'm angry. That tells you exactly where to look. So how about when I'm taken from the default love setting by another person through no fault of my own, when they are the culprit? So we're not talking about a situation where I'm the culprit, like where I'm judging or criticizing another person, but where someone else is the culprit. Do those situations require repentance? Well, if we do the repentance definition like the Pharisees did, it's not in the sense that I have broken something and now I have to fix it, but it is a yes in the sense that I have been removed from the harmony of the love default setting and now I got to come back. So for instance, in the forgiveness episodes, I talk about my experience with teacher. Teacher said and did some mean things that contributed to my already broken sense of self and those mean things had damaging consequences, not the least of which was a heavy contribution to my poor body image, my eating disorders, and my anxiety in subsequent years. Teacher made an existing wound bigger, but I didn't actually need teacher to dress or fix or even acknowledge my wound. I thought that I did because of my anger and I wanted my anger to mean that teacher had something to fix. But when I took a deeper look at the anger, I saw what it was flagging, why I was hanging on to those feelings and what I needed to do, which was show myself love by sending teacher an email explaining my feelings. And I had to examine my own superiority complex because that was what was going to be required for me to come back to love. That was my work. It's not always about an existing wound made bigger though. Sometimes the wound is actually created by others and coming back still applies to that. A trusted person in my life who harms me or who fails to protect me from harm and they should have. And the result is physical harm, loss, trauma, betrayal, loss of sense of value as a human being. That person has in fact created a wound, not just made an already existing wound bigger. And symptoms of these wounds will come out in our lives in all kinds of ways, all kinds of ways. They could in fact look like sins, but it all amounts to the same thing. They're wounds. Okay, so you might feel crazy or unforgiving because you are unable to let go of pain, anger, and resentment. That is a symptom of a wound. Uh, You might be exhibiting very unhealthy behaviors and making who cares or I'm already trash decisions because I've already gone this far. I might as well go farther. Or you might engage in hurting others bullying, using, abusing others. You might engage in numbing behaviors to try to distract you from the feelings like addictions or other distractions so you don't have to go deep into that heart and see the wound and feel the pain. You might have huge defenses which result in friction in your relationships. These could be related relationships or unrelated relationships to the problem. But you are using the defenses to keep people at a distance so we don't have to allow anyone to get close to us again to risk another wound, or so that we don't have to feel the pain of the wound in the middle of that heart. You might have trauma responses or triggers, emotional instability, the feeling of danger when you're not actually in danger, the anxiety, the depression, all these things come out because they are flagging. There is in fact a wound that needs to be healed. And these wounds fester, they can get infected, and then they affect our other systems. And Team Universe is calling to us Come back and heal from that. They're telling us to turn in their direction because they are master physicians. They know just how to care for every wound. They know just how to navigate every situation. And they want us to come back to wholeness because that's where we belong. That's the default. So here's the pattern. Something occurs, whether it is our choice or not, that takes us from the state of love. We have feelings 
that flag that situation for us. We can choose to look or we can choose to ignore, but that wound exists either way. We are no longer whole. Ignoring that can result in a hard, unrepentant, unhealed heart. It might look like us making very little progress. It might look like feeling frustration in our daily activities. We find ourselves in repetitive loops. We feel a loss of power. We may simply display the unhealthy symptoms of a patient who is in need of a physician. When we choose to look, well, that's step one of coming back. That's step one of repentance. But repentance is, again, it's just coming back. So name your feelings that are flagging the wound. That's incredibly helpful. I feel angry. I feel scared. I feel defeated. Then you get a chance to go deeper into the why and really get to the heart of what has taken us away from the wholeness and how in that particular situation you've got to get back. Looking at our negative feelings to see what they're flagging for us is such a gift. And repentance is in fact healing. So you can take a look at your life and say, where do I need healing? And if you are sitting here thinking, I don't know where to start, I'm just going to give you my list, okay? (laughs) Here's where I have to look. I look in my current relationships. Am I harboring feelings, any feelings that are not loving toward either myself or anyone else? And then I get to start. I look at my past events. Are there memories that still cause me negative feelings when I return to them? How about my work or my personal pursuits? Do I feel angry, anxious, fearful, or resentful about any of these activities? How about my future plans? When I look to my future plans, are there fears that are driving my current behaviors or my current decisions that I have because of my future plans? And now as I look at those like four areas of my life, I get a chance to go deeper. I get a chance to ask questions. I get a chance to talk to Team Universe and get the direction. And they have directed me to read books. They have directed me to Google some things. (laughs) They have directed me towards professional help. There are so many ways in which they have shown up to help me come back. And if we can think of repentance under this umbrella, Daily repentance makes so much more sense because it's not about a bad person becoming good. You don't have to sit there and be like, repent daily? What are these people doing? (laughs) Why do they have to repent daily? What on earth? Because it's not just about a bad person becoming good or a person overcoming a bad habit or correcting a bad choice. Repentance is all the healing that we do, which means that forgiveness falls under the repentance umbrella because it's a tool that gets us back to wholeness. Education and study fall under the umbrella of repentance because it's a tool that we use to climb out of the darkness of ignorance and into the light of understanding and back to wholeness we go. Learning is a part of repentance. Forgiving is a part of repentance. Anything we do for ourselves to come back is a part. One thing I know for sure, the degree to which we heal will be determined by the degree to which we engage with the wound. Are you going to look at that wound and just say, ah, slap a bandaid on it and let's move on? Or are we going to look at the wound, clean the wound, and assess the level of care that particular wound will need? Repentance isn't the impossible process of making a bad person good. It's literally just restoring a fractured person back to wholeness. 
and that fractured person is you. It's directly related to the degree to which we are open to the healing. Do you want wholeness? Are you going to ask for Team Universe's help? That choice is 100% ours. But our physicians, they're ready and they are skilled. All right, that's all I got for this week. I'm Rachel Larson. Please join us again next week. There's a really good reason for this physician analogy that Jesus gave because Team Universe can heal our hearts. They guide us. They assist us. They sit with us to help navigate the entire healing process. And my return to healing and wholeness is never dependent on another person's choices or behavior, but it is dependent on mine. And Team Universe offers this healing indiscriminately and individually, which is gorgeous, especially when we dig deep and ask the healing questions like, but how though?